0: Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of the EKN Debrief. It is episode number 80, Wednesday, May the 5th, 2021. My name is Rob Howden. David Cole, of course, joining us here on the EKN Radio Network as he was uh, trackside for the USPKS Heartland Grand Prix that was run at Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle this past weekend. Looking forward to getting Dave's uh, full debrief here. Those of you who may be new to the debrief essentially are – post-event race report in audio form. Of course, always available for uh, first listening on the ECAN Radio Network. If you haven't download the, downloaded the the ECAN Radio Network app to your mobile device, do that today. Get that done. Uh, just head to uh, iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is to get that app. And then, of course, uh, as well, uh, able to uh, to listen to it uh, on all the different podcast uh, uh, platforms that are available. iTunes, Google Play, as I'd said, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all available for all the content we put out here on the EKN Radio Network. This week's show, folks, presented by Parolin USA. It all started in 1994 when former kart driver Albino Parolin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Parolin was born. Parolin USA is North America's source for Parolin products, and we run a factory team at all the major Supercarts USA, USPKS, and Rock Cup USA events. The Parolin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag single-speed chassis for junior and senior drivers, and the 28-mil Opportunity Model for the Cadet classes. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. All right, David Cole, let's bring you in here, man. You were trackside at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Um, all in all, uh, you know, when we did our Outlap Preview podcast, we looked at numbers, pretty decent walk-up. We'll go through the entire numbers, but all in all, a pretty solid event for the USB Cast.
1: Yeah, second event of the 2021 season after beginning uh, back in March at the Ocala Grand Prix. Ocala, obviously, now a uh, closed facility, so that uh, was the last event essentially yeah. for all of those that were at the United States pro Kart series. Uh, we headed to Newcastle motorsports park for the third and fourth rounds of the 2021 season with the heartland grand prix, uh, Newcastle motorsports park has been, uh, on the schedule all nine seasons for the United States pro Kart series. So, uh, sometimes we visited at the beginning, sometimes in the middle, sometimes at the end. <laughs> so this one's kind of going to be one of the middle, uh, middle years, but, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, got to go back to the second home of Howden Media Group slash David Cole.
0: No kidding, right? <laughs> Your first trip to Newcastle for the year. How many, how many, do you know how many races you're going to be there for?
1: As of right now, three.
0: Three, just three this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. <laughs> uh, that's true. There could be more coming. Uh, rounds three and four of the eight-round championship, as you had said, best of seven counts. So every driver getting at least one drop on the season. And as David said, ninth time the USPKS have visited Newcastle. David, uh, racing at all, how was it uh, in terms of red flags? What was the weather like? Give me just an overview of the event
1: itself. Well, let's start with the weather because that was kind of a key all weekend long. Okay. Uh, beginning Wednesday, you know, when everybody was essentially moving in, uh you know heavy rains throughout uh wednesday evening and thursday morning
0: Oh, that's tough uh,
1: when you're setting up right especially with the grass area uh oh, yeah. as you as as we know uh the newcastle motorsports park paddock um has a grass area well with the torrential amount of rain that came down uh and cart you know drivers trying to push carts back uh to the to their paddock area or up to the grid you're running through lots and lots of mud so uh uh, Mike Adams, as he typically does, and his staff at Newcastle stepped up and went out and got some, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a bobcat to kind of help smooth out that lane and then threw down uh, a number of rocks and, you know, the broken up concrete that you see throughout the paddock. So was able to do that. Uh, and so now, you know, with with this type of weather, he's looking at maybe possibly adding, uh, you know, full runners all the way up and down that uh, that grassy area.
0: Yeah, it's not surprising for, yeah. for the,
1: the major events that they do have there uh, year in and year out. So, uh, so, yeah, so that, you know, luckily, all the weather, all the rain weather was gone by Thursday afternoon. And we uh, and it was it turned into just basically wind, wind and more wind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Friday and thir- Friday and Saturday were pretty heavy with the uh, mile per hour with the wind. Not as bad as what we saw at the Challenge in America's at Cal Speed. That was like 40 to 60. This was just a, a steady, you know, probably 15 to 20, mile- 20 miles per hour uh, type winds uh, yep. throughout the day. It just, the sun's out. So you think it's warm, but it uh, the wind makes it uh, w- that wind chill drops down the temperature for everybody. But uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know no wet weather all weekend long, and the other thankful thing, no red flags all weekend long. Oh, that's so great! That's awesome. Never had to uh, roll any of the two ambulances on site, so that was uh, that was a good thing all week. Hey. And David, that's, that's probably a pretty cool thing to note in terms of the drivers with no red
0: flags running a different layout that they've ever run as well. Right. Sometimes when you run a new layout, people get aggressive and don't think about, maybe don't have experience on where they can and cannot pass at certain places. So that's good to hear
1: that. Well, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about, about mm-hmm. the layout itself later and, and the racing itself. But, um, again, I think it just boils down to, you know, uh, the the bumpers certainly help eliminate the uh, the op- opportunities for carts to flip over. Yeah. Uh, I think we did have a few uh, smashed up carts. Uh, you know, some some rough starts here and there, but uh, no ambulances. A couple of people visited visiting the uh, the ambulance for for injuries here and there, but no no major uh, incidents or injuries.
0: Okay, good. Uh, as we do with our, our uh, EKN debrief here, the the, the uh, race report podcast we do on the EKN Radio Network, David, we always jump early in on, on, to look at the numbers, right? Because obviously the key to the health of a program is the kind of numbers you have. Plus, we like to look at the different categories to see where the kind of ebbs and flows are for support on the, all these programs. Um of course, USPKS setting a brand new mark, a record mark back at Ocala in March, 293 entries uh, coming into Newcastle here. They're, I think they added a couple of walk-ups, but David, it, it's it's wild when you think the amount of momentum the series has right now, 270 entries in total. Uh, the drop-off, zero drop in X30 Masters, zero drop in KA100 Senior, 26 drivers again in Masters, 60 in KA100 Senior, uh, exactly the same as Ocala. Single digit drop off in the other categories. Always, you know, the opening round always normally gets the most races in any program we see. And then drivers kind of drop off, whatever it may be. But still, they have 270 entries. That's the second largest event, I think, in the USPKS history. Correct?
1: It is the second largest event. So we've had one number one in Ocala and number two this year at Newcastle. So it's yeah. uh, it's certainly going to be uh, setting up to be what is what certainly will be a record breaking season. Uh, for the United States Pro Kart Series, um, yeah, because as we kind of talked about in the outlap, I, I don't see any reason why they would dip below the 200 mark. With a lot of people excited about Road America coming up, good. and then uh, and then obviously the GoPro finale, you know, you get a tons tons of local drivers that'll be there, and so I, I see all four events being over that 200 mark for the first time.
0: And David, pretty good numbers, Like I said, So an obvious drop off, but single digits like literally four less drivers in, in micro swift and mini swift each still 35 drivers in micro 37 in mini and you and i uh, harp on it and you always look at the cadet categories for what the future of a program is going to look like right you've got literally uh, what 72 drivers in the cadet classes in those two cadet classes that are going to feed junior feed pro coming down the line the biggest drop and i said no drop at all for masters and and senior uh, x30 masters k100 senior only five drivers left in the k100 less than the k100 junior class down to 43 the biggest drop david x30 junior uh from 40 down to 31 any indication uh was there any, anything in particular that why, why we saw a drop of nine in that
1: class i know to be honest i you know that's i think it's just the the factor of location time yeah. and all that that Good type call. of things yeah. um you know, a number of, of Florida drivers probably didn't come up or yep. or sit in that. I mean, it's tough to kind of gauge uh, without actually looking at the names and cross referencing everything. Yep. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, we we I think we went in the weekend with two hundred fifty three three pre entries, so seventeen walk ups. Nice. to uh, to get it to that two seventy mark. Um, They're certainly trying to get a few more. Uh you know Mark Coates was dangling a, like a free entry to anybody in the paddock who wanted it and nobody <laughs> nobody had any car extra carts or any extra <laughs> engines to do it so uh, all
0: right. yep all right well listen folks that's we're we're rolling here uh, episode eighty of the EKN Debrief. Hard to imagine we're up to episode 80 now of these, uh, these post-race uh, preview or post-race report podcasts. All right, into our first break in the action. When we get back, we'll jump into the paddock pass. David has said a uh, lot to talk about uh, new layout for the track. A lot of stuff happening in the paddock as well. And David can, uh, can comment a little bit on the action that we saw on the racetrack too. Stay with us, folks. More to come on the EK and Debrief. Jensen Button. Jasper Stoppen and Roman Grosjean, all former Techno Kart drivers and champions. Get ready, America, for the Techno Kart invasion. Formed in the 1970s, the Italian manufacturer has new representation in the US and they're already winning races and championships. Techno Kart USA is owned and operated by top national masters drivers Lauren mardan and Christian Vomir, and they are focused on building the new. Techno Kart Dealer Network. The Techno Kart line hits all the different engine platforms in American karting, beginning with the TR-28 Special for four-cycle racing. The TR-30 is Techno's chassis for 100cc and 125cc tag competition, and we also have a TR Cadet and Kid Kart for the drivers coming into the younger age groups of the sport. In 2021, Techno Kart USA will be attending the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour. United States Pro Kart Series and Route 66 programs, the Rock the Rio and Super Supernationals in Las Vegas, and we'll continue to support our home track, the Badger Kart Club. Race-winning arrive and drive programs are available and kart shops interested in adding a new quality chassis to their lineup should contact us today. Be sure to follow Techno kart USA LLC on Facebook and Instagram. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club-level track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs and Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to Briggsracing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back, EKN Nation, to episode 80 of the EKN Debrief. It's Wednesday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. David Cole giving us the full uh, rundown of the USPKS Heartland Grand Prix from Newcastle Motorsports Park, second event in the 2021 schedule. Jumping down into the Paddock Pass, uh, presented by Trinity Karting Group. Trinity Karting Group is your first step on the ladder to success. Based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, they literally have a track in their backyard in a controlled environment to develop your skills. Trinity Karting Group flattens out the steep learning curve with a professional staff that will put you on the right path. The focus is driver development, and they compete at the local, regional, and national levels. They have new and used packages available, and they are your Midwest source for Tony Kart parts and OTK parts, as well as IAMI engines. Visit, the, the, uh, visit them rather at teamtkg.com or call 513 421 6-3. All right, David, uh, loads to talk about here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, a brand new layout being used uh, by the USPKS this weekend.
1: Yes, a new layout uh, for them really is what it boils down to because uh, all eight years previously, the national layout at Newcastle was used by the United States Pro Kart Series. This weekend, we did what was called the Backwards One layout, which essentially was a national layout, but in the clockwise direction including the monza section that we t- that we uh that we get to use at the uh, cup carts north america grand nationals so uh, a, certainly a different layout for majority of the competitors that were there uh you know people racers took advantage of the route 66 sprint series race that was there a few weeks ago and then the weekend before that uh before the, this race was the uh the kra uh, club event uh so a number of competitors got adjusted to uh to the layout and the way it worked, uh, certainly, I think this layout, as we saw with the uh, the pro tour last year in the, in the backwards direction, uh, provides a lot more, uh, a lot better racing overall, especially uh, on that final lap. You know, you don't have that, you know, draft wait and see till the very, very end type scenarios. You see a yeah. lot of guys, you know, picking and choosing where they're going to pass on the last lap, you know, guys running that defensive line here and there. Or, you know, just a lot of, so it provided a lot more drama in, in terms of the actual full final lap, I think, nice. instead of okay. what you're typically used to seeing in, in the, in the, counterclockwise direction with the long, you know, draft down to I-70 and you draft back down to, uh, the checkered flag. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. the, 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 checkered flag was actually on the long straightaway. So not what Scuza Pro Tour did, which was move it to that original start finish line. Oh, that, really? Yeah, so they actually had it on the what is now the new start finish line that has been there uh on that um that long back straightaway so we got you know you didn't quite get to see you know a lot of people were up on the hill there along the garages got to see the finishes there but uh you know if you're in in the uh in the uh grill area or anything like that it's very hard to, uh, to see the finish.
0: Sure enough. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, Dave, I think one of the big things, obviously coming out to the last, couple of months is some updates to the IME X30 program. And I know that you have notes here that, uh, that they actually debuted a number of those new components with the USP CAS event.
1: Yeah, that's been kind of the talk with the IME program, uh, dealing with the COVID situation and implementing the, uh, to bring uh, the X30 package up to, the worldwide standards, you know, that includes a single piece exhaust system. So no more flex. Uh, the new electronics that uh, is utilized worldwide, uh, along with the airbox as well. So the exhaust was the only thing that was mandatory uh, on the weekend uh, and is going to be implemented throughout the year. Uh, the electronics, the airbox and the main bearing rollers uh, in the bottom end, those are all optional. So okay. competitors didn't have to use that. Um, looking at the electronics side of things, a majority, I think maybe one or two did not have the new electronics, had the old, old system set up, but a uh, majority were on the new electronics. So, uh, and air boxes, it's kind of hit or miss. Some people were on the new, some people were on the old, so okay. um, a little bit of that. So obviously you can't tell the main bearing roller, uh, yep. we can't get inside the <laughs> engines. No, yeah, no data on that right now, folks. Sorry. No, no <laughs> data on that. But, uh, you know, looking at it, um, you know some people you know they're they're happy with it obviously uh with you know not dealing with flexes so it kind of helps you know provide a little bit more of uh of parity between the engines where they're very very similar you know not a lot of tuning now i think the emphasis now is going to be on carburetor uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people you know trying to find the right carb setup that works right. with what the exhaust is doing uh with the way it's you know obviously it's a different setup than what uh engine builders are used to so a lot of the uh, a lot of competitors getting adjusted and uh, we'll see how that transpires as the season goes on.
0: Sounds good. Uh, well I was at the SCUZA Winter Nationals at NOLA having a little chat with um, with Sean Bailiff and, and since then uh, some p- pretty interesting news for Trinity Carding Group as well. I saw some stuff on social media that uh, uh, they've um, made a made a relationship come together with Cart Republic.
1: They have, uh, you know, Kart Sport North America, the importer for the Kart Republic brand. They've uh, they're working now with Trinity as one of the newer dealers. So Trinity Karting Group is adding to their stable of uh, products that are that are available through their uh, Southwest Ohio facility. You know, uh, they they do the OTK products, they do Burrell Art, and now they've added Kart Republic. So. Not only for the race team are they providing racers with the, uh, the opportunity to race on what they want, but they're also looking at it as a track and a, and a kart shop right there at the racetrack yeah. to, uh, to provide multiple products for, for their competitors. So not everybody is on the same thing overall, but uh, majority of their X30 and KA senior competitors were on the Kart Republic, uh, but still some drivers under the OTK brand under that tent as well. So uh, that, uh, that was pretty uh, cool to see and uh and watch as it developed throughout the weekend.
0: Yeah, you know it's I, I... For me, and I know you said that, you know, I've talked about this, just the, the watching the development of Trinity Card Group over the last number of years coming, you know, expanding from where they were, uh, you know, the the initial focus, um, uh, obviously before the motorsports, they, they, they purchased the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati and have turned that into a program there with their own you know, Pro-Am series. All the work that they did at Newcastle Motorsports Park, supporting the KRA program there and traveling up to those events, expanding from that club program into regional racing and up into the national program, still having that club, and regional effort as well. I just think that Sean uh, Bailiff and his family have done such a tremendous job with Trinity Carding Group, and i will like to see the, the development for that program throughout uh, throughout the year and throughout the coming years. I just think they, they're going to be such a, a foundation company in the sport over the next 10 to 15 years and beyond. Um, David, on your notes here, Fernando Alonso card coming out. T- fill me in on that a little bit. I, I know about the chassis, but who, who, was, uh, who put it on the racetrack this weekend?
1: Yeah, again, they're – Kart Republic is now the manufacturer for yeah. the Fernando Alonso Kart. That happened last year, uh, but now, obviously, due to COVID, they're just now getting that product over here into the United States. Uh, talking with Eric Jones he uh, at Kart Sport, he's, uh, he's gotten with Millrock uh, out of Wisconsin, who used to be the, uh, with Blake uh, Wankowski, used to be the old Praga importer back in uh, a few years ago, yeah, you're and right. also working with uh, Fox & Son. Uh, on the east coast they are the two uh exclusive dealers right now for the fernando and lonzo cart for the 2021 season so um they had a couple drivers uh aiden fox on one along with i believe Steven dial in uh, ka 100 senior so okay. very similar to what the cart republic uh, design and and components very similar to what you see with the willpower cart program as well so uh you know just uh just another brand to uh, to add to the stable and uh and again uh Arzegain actually had the uh, the Lonzo kart colors on his bodywork but it was still you know a a standard cart cart republic uh colored frame copy
0: OK, uh, folks, uh, those who may be new again to the debrief, our paddock passes kind of not looking at the race reports. We'll get into that after the next break. Uh, but we kind of look at what's happening within the paddock, uh, that kind of thing. Maybe some commentary on the event itself. David, what else did you see walking through the paddock throughout the weekend?
1: Well, something we knew from Ocala talking with Nick Tucker at Nigel Cart was uh, a new hauler that uh, the, the team purchased to uh, to take the race team across the, across the uh, eastern coast and across the country as well. So they have a new eighteen wheeler uh, full setup now for the uh, for the race team, uh, putting uh, all the uh, the race team members underneath it rather than the uh, I think they have maybe what eighteen different easy ups at, at Ocala. So uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> um, uh, just a, a new st- a step up for for the nitro kart program that continues to keep growing and yeah, uh, good for them. And so they're uh, adjusting to their new home, and uh, I am sure we'll see it uh, adjusted more as the season goes on.
0: What else did you see there? I know uh, one of the cool things down at St. Petersburg uh, was the announcement uh, that Sebastian and Oliver Weldon were going to be joining Andretti Autosport in a, in a partnership program there. What else uh, What else you got for the Weldon family?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's uh, helped triggered um, something that's, that's going on, a possible film being made um, about the Weldon family. And uh, so they had a film crew actually at the Newcastle Motorsports Park uh, following the Weldon family both Sebastian and Oliver along with uh, Susie um, basically they're all I want to say they were there all three days so Friday Saturday and Sunday kind of uh, you know f- getting in footage of of them racing footage off the track and and other uh, other other things uh, involved with their karting weekend so uh, we'll see uh, what happens with that and uh, I believe they're going to be at Road America as well as so we'll see
0: well, good for the Weldon's and the boys and obviously good for the sport as well. Any kind of, uh, you know, collateral, uh, exposure we get for karting. The Weldon's of course have a lot of focus uh, yes. through Andretti Autosport, uh, their hey. Papa Dan. So obviously, you know, it's going to help the sport.
1: Hey, uh, it, it was, I had a funny conversation because, um, I went inside, I think it was Saturday to, uh, to grab some lunch and, and, and the Weldon boys were there talking with, um, uh, the guy from JC, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Okay, uh, um, debriefing their their pre finals or something, and you know the camera crews were obviously all around there, and we had to work around them to get in line for lunch. And I'm talking to Connor Zillage and I'm like, "Hey, were you around when that cart life program was going on?" Well, he <laughs> was he was like, he was still in kid carts back then, so that that's that, that tells you how long that that it has been since that program started.
0: Yeah, yeah that's wild. Uh, all right, David, I mentioned commentary as part of the paddock Pass. overall. From your standpoint, what were your what were your thoughts on on the racing on the weekend before we jump into the race report? Just give me your overall thoughts of the racing.
1: Um, well, the general consensus consensus around the paddock it was it was pretty aggressive. Um, now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna eliminate um X30 Pro. I think you know that that category was pretty. Pretty tame and pretty professional, as as we typically see with that category. A couple incidents here and there, obviously, but uh, nothing nothing too outrageous. I think everything else uh, that oh that and micro micro was really really good uh, okay. there too. But um, it was just a lot of the lack of racecraft that was uh, kind of the key around the paddock. You know, guys just making unnecessary moves or or just the way that uh, you know. Uh, and we'll talk about it more in the race report how drivers were just able to drive away because they're not working together to to, to quit go run down the leader or they're letting the leader mm-hmm. run away because they can't settle in and, and and uh get get working together in order for the uh for them to challenge for the victory or for the lead so mm-hmm. um just um yeah so ka 100 a lot of you know 60 carts on on the track you're going to see a lot of bumper to bumper racing you know you get that bottleneck up at the start uh you know but just a little a little bit aggressive in the in that category more than uh, than what we're used to seeing i don't know if it's just because everything's so tight you know and 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 the you know there's not a lot of give or take in that category because it's a lot about momentum rather you know x30 pro you're not it's not so much about the momentum yeah I hear you. uh so yeah so a little bit I think you know, and those in the junior category is a little bit aggressive, and then and then just lack of racecraft, especially in the mini division. Just drivers, just not kind of working together and wanting Uh. to just pass every corner, and it's just it's it's frustrating to see. But uh, it was it (laughs) was certainly a common theme talking to a lot of the veteran uh, drivers that are that were there as mechanics or or driver coaching there this weekend.
0: Copy all right folks uh, second break in the action here when we get back time to jump into the race report after this break we'll talk x30 pro we'll talk x30 junior david will get rolling with uh, his, his race reports stay with us more to come leading edge motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting at the helm is industry veteran greg bell who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s based in lodi california Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and Drive services, kart preparation and driver coaching are available under the LEM 10 throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio, and the Scuza Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to leadingedgemotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old.
2: Are you ready to make the jump from karting to race cars? Then check out the top rated Allen Berg Racing Schools at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey, California, led by former Formula One World Championship driver Allen Berg. Whether you're starting a racing career, looking for a new adventure, honing your driving skills, or seeking an unforgettable experience driving the world famous corkscrew, our team of professional coaches and proven curriculum will provide you with everything you need to drive our race cars to the limit. Programs in 2021 include one-day, two-day, and three-day schools. Successful graduates earn their certification to apply for a SCCA racing license. For schedules and more information, check out our website, AllenburgRacingSchools.com, or call us at 888-722-3220. Custom group and corporate programs also available.
0: Welcome back to episode 80 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a full race report of the USPKF's Heartland Grand Prix from Newcastle Motorsports Park, the second event of their 2021 schedule. Into the race report now brought to you by Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the -the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-7223. All right, David, let's uh, get into the uh, the meat of this deal. X30 Pro, time to go to the race report. You actually have separate headlines laid up here for Saturday and Sunday. Let's start with the Saturday headline. Norberg returns to top of the podium for first time since 2015.
1: It's Yeah, it's been a long drought at the United States Pro Kart Series for Ryan Norberg. It's
0: wildy uh, for you to say that to me.
1: It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Right? Uh, you know, uh, we have a four-time Skuza Pro Tour champion, yeah. but he did take his time away from the uspks program he was there as a junior moved up to the uh, the the pro category when he first became a senior driver uh and it was back in two i want to say it was maybe it was may may or maybe a, maybe it was a june race but back in 2015 at michiana raceway park when ryan norberg won on a pcr with checkered motorsports oh whoa so that's that's been a while <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while, no doubt. Uh, but it was good to see him back up front. This was the uh, the Ryan Norberg we're used to seeing uh, over that uh, 2016 to 2019 run that he had. Uh, you know, obviously 2020 was kind of that asterisk year where you know it was very tough to uh, to try and defend a a SCUZA Pro Tour Championship at one racetrack.
0: Agreed. Um, yeah. So
1: now we're seeing you know kind of back to normal, especially at the USPKS where we're going to have four different racetracks. Uh, eight rounds of racing, and Norberg certainly put himself in position to to uh, contend for his first series championship uh, with a, a good performance on Saturday, round number three. Uh, set fast time in qualifying and was able to come out as the pre-final winner. Uh, main event, uh, Norberg started on the pole position and took advantage of that uh, as Brandon Tyner and Brandon Jarzakrat got shuffled up as they went through, exited the Monza this allowed norberg to get away early but uh our rollison performance group and cosmic driver teammate uh hannah greenmeyer put picked up the pace was able to uh to get into that second position and essentially run him down uh the two battled it out on the final circuit and as they battled that allowed counter zillage to pull up just in the final corners to be kind of right there, but not there enough to be able to make any kind of move as Norberg was able to edge out Greenemeyer at the line by 85 thousandths of a second. Uh, Greenemeyer in second, and then Connor Zillage almost in a three-wide photo finish in third. Uh, Polly Massimino was able to drive up to fourth with Oliver Hodgson making his uh, first start of the 2021 season aboard the the comp cart coming over from uh, Britain to uh, finish fifth.
0: Good to see Oliver back. Uh, Dave Hard Charger based on your notes. John Burke for the PSL Carding Barrel Art guys. Twenty four spots, thirty fifth to eleventh. What happened in the in the pre final for
1: uh, for Burke to go to start so deep? I'm assuming I didn't. I wasn't sure on that uh, that result, but I'm assuming a DNF in the pre final. Not sure yeah. if it was contact. Uh, I think it was, if I recall correctly, and uh, was able to get the twenty four spots up to eleven. Good. So good. Solid charge. run.
0: The, solid run, though, right? man yeah especially against that field for I'm sure. exactly. just gonna say exactly the same thing and that that quality of field for him to be able to come forward uh, good good run for John let's move to the Sunday headline Zilich becomes first two-time winner of the season
1: yeah that's it that was uh that was a talk and he proved me wrong I went to uh I went to see them Saturday night and uh, I talked about how I said on the outlap I thought this category was going to have six di- or eight different winners on he the did. year. And uh, him and his dad said, well, we hope to prove you wrong tomorrow. And uh, (laughs) they certainly did that. Uh, Norberg came out as the uh, top qualifier on the day, but uh, Zillage was able to come through with the pre-final win. Uh, Early fight on uh, for the lead, uh, but Zillage was able to kind of get away and basically uh, pace the field the entire distance, uh, driving away to a 1.2 second margin of victory. Uh, the fight f- behind him was for second, really, with Norberg and Greenemeyer going at it. Uh, Norberg was able to get that position ahead of her, ahead of his teammate. Uh, so the, both Rollison Performance Group drivers got on the podium both days, along with Zillage getting a podium on both days. Uh, Pauli Massimino ended up finishing fourth for a second straight day with Arzu Mejian uh, bouncing back on the Cart Republic to finish fifth. It was just not a weekend. Uh, for Duke Magin, but was able to kind of fight back uh on Sunday in the main event.
0: Uh let's go to Hard Charger. Impressive. We talked about John Burke on Saturday, 24 spots. How about Louis Westover for solo Kart USA, David? A pre-final DNF. Starts starts 38th, drives up to seventh, 31 spots. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a solid drive. It, he didn't quite have the pace Saturday, so they mu- they had to have made some good changes. Obviously, uh, getting sh- put punted off uh, in the pre-final certainly didn't help things. Uh, gave him you know, obviously a little bit of a better uh, tire situation going into the main event, but to be able to pick up 31 spots and 16 laps. That says a lot about uh, uh, Louis Westover and the setup they had on that solo card.
0: Uh, David, $9,000 up for grabs for the top three drivers. Uh, Ryan Norberg coming away with the big cash, $5,000 for his performance at, at Newcastle.
1: Yes, these are all based on the uh, just the main event. So not the overall weekend, but uh, just the main event results. So Norberg gets the uh, the edge over Zillage uh, based on the tiebreaker with uh, Hannah Greenmeyer finishing in third. She's taking home 1500 with Zillage taking home the $2,500 check.
0: Yeah, big payday for all three of those drivers. Let's go down to X30 Junior, and here's your headline Ingrada and Gaffera earned series firsts.
1: Yeah, it was certainly this category was certainly one to watch all weekend long, and both of the, or especially on Saturday, where the main event was a, a wild finish on the uh, last lap and last corner. Uh, Logan Toke actually stepped up his game, uh, making the move over to the uh, the Tony Kart with our uh, Ryan Perry Motorsport, actually raced over at the WSK Supermaster Finale uh, with uh, Ward Racing. So he's making that transition over to the Tony Kart. Certainly uh, picked up the pace and set the fast time on qualifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jack Jeffers was able to, uh, to edge him out for the win in the pre-final. They were essentially the top two in the main event uh, with a, a few drivers trailing behind them until the last lap. Uh, the Monza was certainly a busy section of the race course and where a lot of drivers took advantage or were disadvantaged there. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately for Toke, he was pushed off at the Monza uh, and uh, pushed off into the grass. So essentially lost the lead and lost a lead group, ended up finishing in ninth. Um, Jeffers took the lead from that spot and held it through the through with some defensive line. Uh, around the final corners they came up to the last turn now again that's right there in front of the uh the champions club which would essentially be turn one in the normal direction uh and again bottleneck bottled up everybody behind him and i have this great photo because i was going to get a photo finish while i just happened to be there to get that last corner there was literally seven carts about three wide trying to get jostle for position uh, including Jeffers kind of holding up the train as much as he could and Jeffers was able to get up to the to the line first. Unfortunately, a two position penalty for avoidable contact dropped Jeffers off the top of the podium. The crazy part about it was so that would move Jeremy Fletcher who kind of moved around some things he would he was going to be given the victory a two, a two position penalty for a pushback bumper that dropped him off the top of the podium. This move, Aiden and Grotta, who was actually seventh as they entered the last corner to move up to <laughs> the top of the podium. So its <laughs> I looked at the photo. I'm like, he wasn't anywhere near anything. And he actually started 11th, but he was up to seventh at that point. And in the final corner, because everybody was jostling so hard for position, he came across the line in what I want to believe. There was a third position. And then with yep. the penalties, was handed the victory.
0: Wow. So the two the two uh, position penalty for avoidable contact to Jeffers was he the one that got in the back of Toke in the Monza?
1: That's what I was. I was not able to confirm or deny okay. that. Um, I'm going to assume that because mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing anything else other than that. So okay. um, it could be that, or it could have been another uh, another point in the race.
0: Wild finish. So what? Ingrata with the win. Uh, Max Garcia ends up in second.
1: So Max Garcia ends up in second with Jeffers obviously getting the penalty. He moves yeah. down to third. Fletcher moves down to fourth with his two-position penalty for the pushback bumper. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, again, a wild finish. Uh, Paul Bocuse was right there along with Caleb Gaffar. Uh, and, and Michael Costella was actually in the grass, and I actually had to stop shooting because he was pointed directly <laughs> at me. So I hustled hustled my way out of the way as he uh, he actually crossed the line in the grass back in seven
0: man. All right, then a little excitement. There you go.
1: Yeah. I mean, you figure what seven drivers within a half, half of a second crossing Amazing. the line.
0: That's awesome. A hard charger, Lucas Zabo, uh, the Tony car driver up 14 spots, 29th up into 15th. Um, David jumping into Sunday. Uh, it looks to me just based on, on the notes here, a couple of guys stepping forward, Caleb Gaffera being one of the drivers who kind of turned things up on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Ghaffar was kind of there Saturday, as we mentioned. He was in the mix there. Could have been in the podium, but uh, that wild last lap, last corner action kind of shuffled him back to the uh, to the sixth position. Uh, Sunday was a different story for him as he was able to step up and, and get clear of everybody, especially through uh, winning the pre-final. Uh, starting on the pole position, was able to avoid all the uh, the chaos that kind of happened behind him. Uh, championship leader, uh, Jeremy Fletcher was the top qualifier was among those starting at the front, but he was involved in a turn one wreck that included Jeffers and a few others. I believe chase hand was one of them. Fletcher actually had the whole front end of the cart destroyed. So he wasn't able to record a single lap in Ouch. the main event. That'll be a drop. Uh, so that, that wreck and the, uh, and more jostling for position behind Grafar allowed him to establish a good lead early. Uh, Max Garcia eventually put himself into the second spot made a little bit of a late charge but just was not enough to uh, to close up on the bumper of Gafar uh with uh, Caleb G getting his first series victory and only his I believe third start in the junior ranks
0: yeah good for him But doing a lot first of racing one, yeah, yeah doing a lot of racing overseas
1: first yeah first USPKAS start in the junior ranks i believe he made uh a few starts obviously in Europe uh i'm not sure if he did a winter tour race or not
0: Yeah, well, uh, a solid run, as you said. Uh, Rowan Gill finishing third, David, the hard charger. Started 17th, able to work his way up from, started 20th, up 17 spots to P3, obviously taking advantage of that turn one wreck. But nonetheless, a good run for Rowan from 20th onto the podium.
1: Yeah, still a good run for him. Actually, was almost the quickest driver on the racetrack. That actually was Jack Jeffers, who was involved in that opening uh, turn one wreck. He was actually fell back to the twenty first position after that opening circuit. Wow! So uh, you could essentially call him uh, a hard charger as well. Yeah, uh, gaining that those seventeen spots to get back up to fourth by the time the checkered flag waved.
0: And uh, David, we'll see this as when you give us up the you know the guys that got the cash, Jeffers and Garcia, the only two drivers to finish in the top five both races. Jeffers was fourth, as you said. Christian Miles on a Cosmic, rounding out the top five in the Sunday main event. Let's run through the the guys that were able to take the cash with the points combined from the main events.
1: Yeah, as you said, Garcia uh, with two runner-up finishes. That certainly is the uh, the best record. Uh, of the weekend, uh, yet he didn't, he didn't score a victory, but uh, gets to take home the $2,500 paycheck. Uh, Caleb Graffar finishing first and six gets him second uh, o- overall for the two main events. That's a $1,500 payday. And then Jack Jeffers taking home third with $750.
0: All right, there you go. First two categories of the race report. When we get back, we'll do KA100 Senior, KA100 Junior, and X30 Masters. We'll be back with more Debrief after this break.
3: Born from an idea years ago, the late founder of Tag USA, Tom Argy, to promote an event with multiple organizations working together, utilizing standardized rules, fair and affordable racing with great awards for the benefit of the racers. A -a one-of-a-kind event was born, the U.S. Karting Grand Prix. Promoted by TAG USA, CES, WKA, Northern California Carters, Puget Sound Road Racing Association, and the Puget Sound Go-Kart Association, this event is truly a team effort. More than just a kart race, this unique event brings sprint and road racing together for three days, July 23rd through the 25th, at the beautiful Utah Motorsports campus, just outside of Salt Lake City. Sprint racing featuring Briggs, 100cc, Tag, and Shifter categories for all age groups. Road racing on the East Road Racing track, hosting all the regular road racing classes Saturday and Sunday with all day Friday practice. Highlighting the weekend, will be Pro Racing in Sprint with the Pro Shifter category, offering a winner take all cash prize of $5,000. The road racing track showcases the introduction of the Superkart Shootout. Four Superkart races all weekend, with the highest points finisher receiving a cash prize of $2,500. Be part of the karting event of the summer of 2021. Registration, regulations, hotel discounts, and more information is available now at www.uskartinggrandprix.com.
0: all over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the US, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xprix chassis and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Skuza Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Exfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so, kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Welcome back to episode number 80 of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden and David Cole providing you the insight on the uh, most recent USPKS event, the Heartland Grand Prix from Newcastle. Uh, The event taking place right at the end of April, start of May. Uh, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, the sponsor of our race report for this edition of the Debrief. And now, David, time to jump into KA100 Senior 60 Drivers, 6-0. An amazing field for the KA100 Senior Class. And here is the headline. Zillich earns second as Duke Medjian grabs first.
1: Yeah, Zillich continues that win streak of earning at least one victory in each of the categories he races on the weekend. So uh was able to continue that uh, into uh, after this past weekend. Uh, Connor Ferris Came out as the, uh, the top qualifier, putting down a solid lap in qualifying. Unfortunately, he was shuffled back and out of the race uh, in the pre-final. In that race, it was Hayden Jones on the red speed with Nitro Kart able to, uh, to score the win. Uh, main event, though, was mostly Zillage uh, as he led majority of the laps. Uh, an early early shuffle for the lead saw him lose the position but gain it right back. Uh, and then a fight for second behind him allowed to give him enough space to drive away to a one-second victory. Uh, behind him was a solid race for second uh, involving, I want to say, about six to seven drivers. Uh, A.J. Myers, two-time scusa Pro Tour shifter cart champion, was able to secure the uh, runner-up position ahead of Hayden Jones. Uh, Brandon Lemke was able to drive up to the, uh, the fourth position with Nolan Allison on the RPG Cosmic in the fifth spot.
0: I know that the K100 senior category isn't involved in our EKN driver rankings for tag, but just, you know, seeing what Zilich was able to do in the in the X30 senior category and just what he continues to do in, in the, his senior debut year here, David, it's P6 after Q1 in our driver rankings At any projection of where he's going to be after Q2, like this kid's on fire right now.
1: I'm sure this weekend is going to help, you know, getting that, uh, that victory along with yep. the, uh, the, um, was it a third or second. I can't remember. Sorry. I'll scroll up. Oh,
0: um, I got you. Uh, yeah, he was uh, a winner in yes, race a number third, on yes. Sunday and a third. Yes. So like, just add those to his points.
1: So that's <laughs> certainly going to help. Unfortunately, Ryan Norberg is number one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, and, but again, a lot of the majority, of his points are from the pro tour last year, which was all in August. So again, stop looking at the i mean right now we're it's just kind of keeping you updated as to who's improving who's declining yeah uh, but really it's all going to boil down to when we get to September and when we uh you know kind of eliminate that uh that the pro tour summer festival that we had 100 in yeah. August because that was all six rounds of racing right there um it, it you know we want to make sure we keep it standardized as we always have despite You know, the the issues surrounding uh, COVID-19, you talked about maybe moving, you know, two of those dates back to March and and two of them to May. But, you know, I think I think we kind of have to keep with it as 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 it happens uh, on that calendar year.
0: Yeah, I just I think it'll be interesting to see. That. I think Zillich is putting good numbers down. It's going to be because I'm just I'm just I wanted to bring up the fact that this kid's really been on fire. I don't think in my in my 20 something years of doing this, I've ever seen somebody be this strong in in their debut senior program. It's just out of the gate, so impressive. Call um, did you mention the hard charger yet? Connor Ferris, 43 spots, 58th to 15th. Man, that would have been fun to call.
1: Yeah, that that DNF uh, in the pre final put him back a ways, fifty eighth, as you mentioned, and uh, yeah, so he was able to show uh, good speed and uh, and keep his bumper clean all the way up to the fifteenth spot in fourteen, so 43 forty three spots in just fourteen laps.
0: There are some guys that don't pass forty three guys in a year, especially the guys up front, right? That's amazing. What a, what a run for
1: him. Well done. Well, again, it's because we're at Newcastle, we have that ability to have the sixty carts on the track. Otherwise. Yeah. He would have had to have gone through an LCQ if we were at yep. Ocala or or You're even right. any other smaller of the circuits we go to.
0: Uh, David, big uh, big run for Ferris, as you, rather uh, Silich as you said on Saturday, but in the headline you talked about Duke Medjian coming through to grab his first USPKS win of the year. Like, give me the uh, give me the rundown on Sunday.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was a bit of a drive based off aggression. Uh, Duke Medjian was unable to start Saturday's main event from the fourth position after a steering shaft broke, uh, while on grid. They, uh, they're not quite sure exactly what happened if they left a clip, uh, undone or, or something or something in the, in the bearing broke, but, uh, was not able to, uh, to start the race due to, uh, to finding that out. Uh, So he drove with a lot of aggression and you could see it in the pace that he put down on Sunday, um, Aiden Levy was able to set fast time, but aside from that, it was all Duke Mejian all day long. Uh, dro- drove away in the pre-funnel to the victory and then essentially was on a mission leading wire to wire. And now mind you, if you look at his lap times in the 14-lap race, he got quicker and quicker and quicker Man. and quicker. And on that last lap was the only driver to be to be able to clock in a, a minute 12 lap time. Uh, throughout the 14 lap main event. So on his last circuit, putting down the fastest lap of the race to uh to establish nearly a nine second lead over Connor Zillage.
0: That's kind of crazy, isn't it? To be able to win by almost
1: nine seconds over that you field. Know, again, didn't run a main event. So he had the tires a Fresh little bit. Tires. Better because again, they run the one set all weekend long. So yeah, you're right. Good point. But I think a lot of it has to do with just the aggression and uh over You know, overcoming what happened, you know, not having a great weekend in the X30 uh, category and then coming back from that DNS in the in the Saturday main event in this category. So, uh, yeah, I just think he just, uh, you know, was like put it. He put all the chips in and just went after it.
0: Uh, So give us a little rundown. So Zilich ends up finishing second. What else we got for the top five?
1: Yeah, Zillage uh, essentially drove away with the second position of a good fight for uh, the final spot on the podium with a number of drivers. Uh, Thomas and Anunziata up 14 spots to be able to grab that third position on the final circuit. He was able to beat out Allison and Connor Ferris for the position.
0: So let's let's double up on the Ferrises here in the hard charge. We talked about Connor getting up 43 spots from 58th to 15th uh, on Saturday. On Sunday, Tyler Ferris, uh, goes up forty-five spots, fifty-seventh to twelfth. That is eighty-eight positions gained from the two Ferrises <laughs> over Saturday and Sunday. Yeah,
1: bragging bragging rights to goes to Tyler. He got forty-five spots right. compared hey, look, to. Uh, hey, look what uh, I Tyler, just did.
0: Yeah, hey, I look what I just did. Forty-three spots. Oh yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> sparkling champagne. How about that?
0: <laughs> good for you. Hold my um, my Monster Energy.
1: <laughs> that Monster Energy. Yeah, whatever or, is whatever. Hold my Sprite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, b- bottom line is, dude, another 57th of 12th, another tremendous run for this this time Tyler Ferris.
1: Yeah, it, it, it certainly was. Uh, so it's good to see them they're, they're they have the speed, they just haven't yeah. been able to put in the results. So that, I think that shows that they certainly do. Have the speed. They just needed a little little bit of racing luck to uh to keep themselves in the hunt uh for the podiums the rest That's of the year.
0: That's it. They've been good all year, man. They were good last year. Like I said, we mentioned them in the outlap, both Connor and Tyler. So I'm sure they'll be uh in the fight as well at, at Road America. Let's go to ka 100 Jr. right now. David,
1: here's the headline: Weldon and hand take home first series victories. Yeah, number first on the weekend. Uh certainly uh in in a number of the categories. This one, we thought we could have seen a a new winner with Graham Trammell. Graham Trammell came out in qualifying with the fast lap, and he and Chase Hand, both uh, RPG teammates, uh, were the top of the drivers in the pre-final hand, actually getting the edge uh, at the checkered flag. Uh, They were joined by Sebastian Weldon uh, in the... uh, or Sorry, yes, Sebastian and Jack Jeffers. Uh, Graham Trammell was actually... uh, pushed back, uh, in the main event. And so was unable to, uh, to finish that. Um, basically this boiled down to a last lap battle as they went into the, uh, the scoreboard corner uh, in the backwards direction, a little bit of contact between Jeffers and hand, uh, slowed their pace that allowed Sebastian Weldon to essentially get around both of them and, uh, scoot away to, uh, to score the victory hand actually spun around sideways, uh, but was able to rejoin. He fell down to the sixth position uh, as Jeffers ended up winning or uh, uh, crossing the line in the second position. Uh, that contact allowed Helio Mesa to move up to third, along with Cooper Shipman, both uh, under the Iron Rock Motorsports tent, uh, finishing third and fourth. With Noah Baker, ended up in the fifth position.
0: A little correction, Helio Mesa, like Helio Cast- like Helio yes. Castro Neves. He's named after Helio Castro <laughs> I remember talking Helio. I know. I say it how I spell it. It's okay. Yeah, Elio. Let's spell it with E, not an H. Got to do it right, baby. Come on. Um, let's talk about your hard charger, David, this one. 32nd up to 9th for Asden Ionello.
1: Yeah, we talked about her in the outlap, picking up some wins at the Route 66 program. Yeah, uh, Didn't quite get the weekend she wanted, but uh, was able to charge forward in the main event, getting 13 spots, 32nd to 19th in the 14-lap main event.
0: All right, let's move into Sunday right now. Like you said, big win for uh,
1: for Weldon coming out of the gate. Uh, it looks like he was quick as well on Sunday. This yeah, Sunday was a little bit of a different story. As we uh, each of the sessions, we had kind of one driver stand out. All right. uh, qualifying was Weldon. Pre-final ended up being Chase Hand getting away from everybody. Uh, we thought there was going to be a bit of a battle early on uh, with uh, with Weldon right there on hand early on, but if. if eventually hand was just able to kind of break away and essentially just lead, uh, the entire distance, uh, of 14 laps to, uh, what is now his first USBKS victory, uh, by more than five seconds. Um, Weldon was sitting there with Trammel uh, fighting for the second spot. They got a little bit together and as they did, uh, Meza came up and actually hit Trammel and knocked Trammel off the racetrack. And so he ended up with a DNF on the final lap, uh, as they uh, as they came across the line, uh, Noah Baker was able to get by all of them to finish up in the second spot with Weldon in third. Mesa actually crossed the line in the fourth position, but was dropped to uh, to the eighth spot for a four position penalty for avoidable contact. That moved Jeremy Fletcher, the uh, the two time Ocala winner, to the fourth position with Parker DeLong moving up to fifth.
0: Uh, let's look at the hard chargers for this one. Uh, looks like I got a couple down here, David, two, two big runs.
1: Yeah, we, I put obviously the one with the most, uh, being Fernando Luque, Luke, Fernando I Luke. I don't yeah. know. Uh, 27 spots, 40th to 13th. But, uh, the majority of the time I was kind of watching Aiden Rudolph, uh, Rudolph actually charged forward in the pre-final but suffered a dnf on the last lap so he had to start back in the 36th position for the main event and uh, almost where he started the pre-final and made his way almost up to the top 15 i want to say in the pre-final this time starting 36 in the main event got up 26 spots to 10th probably should have had a couple more there at the end but uh, was only able to get up Uh, to 10th uh, at the checkered flag, but uh, a pretty good run for him after some, uh, some issues in qualifying in the pre-final.
0: It sounds like a pretty busy day overall. (laughs) Passing like uh, 50 guys over, over two races.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was about, I was going to say about four, at least 40 carts over the, uh, (laughs) the two races.
0: Wow. All right. All right. Let's move to the X30 masters class. Here's the headline. Roberts and Renato Jardin David make four different winners in four rounds. Have we come up with a nickname for Renato? No, we, we should call him like, uh, just like RJD or something like that. That's, uh,
1: that's kind of what I like to, I like to do in my notes. It's easier than writing all the names. So, R-J-D. R-J-D. It's almost like R- the, uh, the wrestler, but, uh, yeah, I, don't I, remember, I can't remember though. the guy's name, but, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Saturday actually looked like it was going to be a hometown driver of David Galwina, the, uh, 2019, uh, series champion able to, uh, to kind of pace the master, the, tying record Masters Field of 26 drivers. Uh, David certainly had the pace all day long. Unfortunately, a little bit of contact with he and Renato Jader David uh, on lap two in the old turn two uh, put, sent both drivers off the racetrack. A little bit of an aggressive move by Renato, so uh, sent both of them off in the racetrack. Renato actually ended up with a DNF after he pulled in, while uh, Gallowina actually drove from the tail of the field up to 12th in the main event, but uh, certainly uh, could have been a, a, a victory for him had it not be for that contact. Uh, following the contact, that allowed Mario Barrios, our one of our Ocala winners, to drive away, but eventually he was run down by a group of four. Among them was Scott Roberts. Roberts was able to take the lead with about three laps to go and was able to hold on through the final few laps to score the victory, his first on the season. Uh, Barrios ended up in the second position with Derek Wang coming up to third in his first USBKS uh, event. Uh, Lorenzo Mardan on the TechnoCart certainly was right there with the leaders, just uh, one spot short of that podium, with uh, Miguel Mir in the fifth position.
0: Yeah, look at that top five. The, the, the names: Roberts, Barrios, Wang, Mardan, Mir. <laughs> like, you know, there's a there's a lot of regional and national championships right in there. And interestingly, I, I was kind of following obviously on the weekend through social media. You were posting on Twitter and Facebook, and I, I remember seeing come out of the gate on Saturday, looking at the at the results you were posting. The Galloina looked really strong. So, uh, kind of disappointed for him that not able to to show what the, the pace he had on Saturday. What about uh, what about the hard charger for uh, X30 Masters on Saturday?
1: Yeah, Scott Carapoletti. Uh, up 11 spots from 26 to the 15th spot uh one unique thing about the uh the masters field at the end of saturday if you looked at all their fast laps from that race i think all of the top 20 were within one second wow so uh it was certainly a, a very challenging field on the weekend
0: for sure yeah on a challenging layout too right not like it's an easier layout that you can kind of get close on That's, that's exactly impressive. Um, let's go to Sunday. You talked about the fact that Renato Joder David, RJD, uh, had some troubles on, on, uh, on Saturday, but it seems to me like, again, watching you on social media, what you're posting, seemed to seem to be in a pretty good place on Sunday.
1: Yeah. It looked like it was going to be either he or Barrios that was going to be coming out, uh, with the victory. Uh, both of them wanted to, uh, to control things out the front, uh, RJD was able to set fast time and qualifying, but it was Barrios able to get him in the pre final for the win there. Uh, both of them led early in the main event. Uh, they kind of exchanged positions here and there, and that allowed a little bit of the, uh, the, the rest of the group to kind of keep close. Uh, and the driver, everybody was kind of watching and keeping an eye on. At least I was with Derek Wang, uh, basically picking him off. Once they got past that halfway, started picking off the drivers in that lead group, uh, with, Pretty good power down that long straightaway towards I-70. Was able to get by Barrios and then able to get by RJD uh, with fast laps of the race. Uh, He was leading on the last lap until Renato dove inside at the Monza. That kind of shuffled things up and allowed Barrios to dive inside at the scoreboard. A little contact between them along with Roberts kind of shuffled Wang off the racetrack enough to drop a wheel. Uh, that dropped him back to the fifth position, I believe at the time. Uh, and then that shuffling allowed RJD Renato Jadar David to be able to drive away to the victory. Uh, the fight for second happened behind him in the final few corners. Um, Roberts had the position briefly. Barrios made a move, uh, at the, uh, the pit turn right there, uh, where everybody was watching at the pits or at the, the grid area. Yeah. And, uh, Make it made a late move inside, kind of caught Roberts off guard a little bit as he tried to do the over under, kind of spun the the rear around on the cart, Ooh. so it got sideways as he uh, was sitting there. Uh, so that ended his race uh, or his chance at the podium. Uh, that allowed Barrios to go on to uh, to take the second position. Uh, Miguel Mir ended up crossing the line in third, but a pushback bumper penalty. Dropped him down to fifth. That moved Derek Wang back up to the podium in third. And then Adam Pettit with a solid run in the fourth position. A nice job
0: for the solo car driver, Adam Pettit and uh, David Hard Charger. Lauren, to and started 26th, up 14 positions to 12th. Uh, do you re- remember what happened to, to Mardan to put him back uh, and, and to the tail of the field?
1: Yeah, Mardin, uh was involved in a uh, in a wreck at the uh, start of the pre-final. Uh I just, I talked to him. He said, uh, in up the cart was amazing. I couldn't wait to get out there and race. And then, and then the, uh, the wreck at the start of the pre funnel, uh, screwed a, screwed that idea up. And, uh, so, uh, had to come from the tail of the field was able to get up to the 12th position. I thought he could have got a few more, but, uh, uh, wasn't able to do that. And, uh, was just short of the top 10.
0: All right, folks, uh, breaking the action right now, just wrapping things up. When we get back, time to hit the cadet categories. We'll cap things off with this race report brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, Mini Swift, and Micro Swift up next.
4: Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Kart Sport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic Chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America. Top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services.
0: Powered by technology, D.I.D. racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, D.I.D. Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, D.I.D. prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today. Because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 80 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a deep dive review of the USPKS round at Newcastle Motorsports Park. David, let's jump into Mini Swift right now, and here's your headline. Johnson takes first as Vidmontian earns second
1: on season. Yeah, again, more first on the weekend, and uh, we got to experience a first-time winner in the mini-Swift division. Uh, Diego Ardiles, who was very impressive in Ocala, was able to come up to Newcastle and set fast time in qualifying and what I believe was his first time out at the, at the facility. Uh, in pre-final, it was Oliver Weldendough who came across the line as the winner. Uh, main event time, multiple leaders again. No real racecraft, just drivers trying to be the leader. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of jostling for position. Yeah. A little bit of contact. Some drivers losing the lead pack. Some others coming back up to the lead pack. A little bit of craziness all over the place uh, on the final circuit. Uh, Vid, Enzo Vidmontien was leading, uh, but uh, at the Monza turn was passed by Kai Johnson and Sebastian Weldon. Weldon then made his move at the blue corner for the, for the lead and then essentially went into defense mode, essentially through the final corners. As they came to the last corner, however, as he was looking behind him, he left just enough room for Kai Johnson to kind of dive inside at the final corner and just enough real estate to get in there and be able to get to the apex first. That allowed him to power away to uh, the checkered flag to be able to cross the line first ahead of Sebastian Weldon. Uh, Vid Montien ended up finishing in third. Asher Osteen was uh, a solid drive to fourth with the, uh, the micro graduate with John Antonino finishing in fifth up 12 spots in the 14 lap race.
0: Uh, all overall to the hard charger or Braden Zervis on the Merlin up 17 positions, 36 starting position. He was able to drive his way up into the top 20 into 19th johnson as you said with the win uh david on saturday uh but tyler roberts coming out of the gate on the peril and qualified p1 on sunday
1: yeah again a number of drivers showed a lot of speed throughout the weekend roberts came through with fast time uh just a little bit of shuffling in the pre-final and and main event allowed and kind of pushed him out of the top five so it wasn't able to end up where he wanted to to finish uh on the weekend in the pre final, Vid Montien looked like he was the more experienced driver out of all of the out of the uh, entire group. Essentially, got up front and just kind of walked away. Uh, did that in the pre final to to a little bit of advantage, but that certainly grew in the uh, in the main event. Got a little bit uh, of a fight early on. Sarah Bradley was the only other driver to lead uh, in the main event, taking the lead from Vid Montien for a, one lap uh, before he took it back over was able to uh, to drive away as they fought behind him for the second position Uh, after 14 laps ended up with a 4.3 second margin of victory yeah nobody working together right (laughs) that's essentially what it was i mean again john uh kai johnson started in the uh 12th spot was able to move up 10 positions to uh to finish runner up uh just a lot of shuffling uh throughout the 14 laps nobody really working together. Jack Iliff, last year's micro champion, was able to get his first podium, uh, even though he wasn't there for the podium ceremonies. At least he will uh, get the hardware for uh, for that third place finish. Uh, Indy Reagan with the uh, best finish of fourth on the weekend as uh, Oliver Weldon ended up finishing in the fifth spot. A
0: good run for Asher Osteen on Saturday, coming home P4. He's actually the hard charger on Sunday. A pre-final wreck dropped him to 34th. He had to work his way back up. Up to six positions, 28 position improvement for Asher Osteen. Good for the championship points. But again, as David said, Vidmontien with a pretty dominant win, 4.3 seconds to cap off the action in mini-swift. Let's move to micro-swift final uh, class to talk about here in the race report brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Here's the headline: Weekend sweep for Tonyolo.
1: It was certainly a dominating performance on the weekend wow. for Augustus Tonyolo, never relinquishing the top spot all weekend long.
0: In all, in um, all six sessions,
1: all six sessions qualified wow. on pole both days, winning the pre final both days, never relinquishing the top spot.
0: Man, good job uh, uh, for the Rawls Performance Group driver. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, just certainly had the uh, the setup perfectly all weekend long never put a wheel wrong uh did did very well on the weekend saturday was uh, essentially a 2.5 second victory in the 14 lap race as he led wire to wire uh keelan harvick was able to score the second position over route 66 sprint series race winner uh ethan tovo uh, Caleb Tartar and Brady Shad made it four nitro carts in the top five on Saturday.
0: <laughs> good, uh, good day for them. How about Sunday again? As you said, Tony Olo sweeping everything. So he was top qualifier, won the pre-final, three point seven seconds the win, and a wire to wire run in the final. Who uh, who finished off the top five behind Toniolo?
1: Yeah, again another fight for the second position behind him. This time on Sunday it was Alessandro Truchot aboard the Parlin, who was able to beat out Harvick for that nice. second spot. Uh, Matteo Rousseau was right there in fourth with Ashton Woon getting a good finish in the fifth position.
0: Let's have a look at the two hard chargers. Uh, hard charger in, in uh, the Saturday race for Micro Swift, the Canadian Rocco Simone uh, for Burrell, Art, 13 spot, started 35th and worked his way to 22nd. Hard charger on Sunday, J.J. O'Neill up 15 spots, 30th. Fifteenth overall, David. Uh, in Microsoft, you mentioned at the very start, cleaner racing in this category. So not, you know, not the DNFs that some of the guys in the back can capitalize on when, when working forward.
1: No, a lot of good clean racing uh, throughout the pack in the, in both Saturday and Sunday in this category. So, you know, and especially when you get the numbers above thirty in this category, you you'd think you'd have a little bit more carnage, but these drivers certainly uh, observing and keeping aware of what's around them and. And keeping things clean and safe.
0: Nicely done. All right, guys. Last uh, break in this uh, in this podcast. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Dave will give us a rundown through the constructor championship, and we'll tell you what's going on on the EKN trackside Live race calendar. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry. With over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs and Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, kart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklinkart.com.
5: Wins at the sport's biggest races and championships across all levels of karting make up the resume for Nitro Kart. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best fastest, and most reliable Cadet chassis on the North American karting market. The 2021 Cadet is the evolution of that success, featuring the latest development and components to put you at the front. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join the team. The Nitro Kart Cadet claimed five victories at the Scusa Pro Tour, including the Mini Swift Championship in 2020. At the United States Pro Kart Series. Nitro Kart Cadet earned five wins and 14 podiums in mini and micro competition. For a second straight year, Nitro Kart won the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals in the Minimax division, bringing the title total to four in four years. If you've seen it on track, it certainly caught your eye. Dominating the four cycle world is the Nitro Kart lefty chassis. The chassis is designed for the Briggs Stratton 206 engine with a left side mount for better weight distribution. The lefty is available in cadet and full-size frames. The Nitro Kart lefty won the CKNA Grand Nationals four in both sportsman and junior categories, with fast time in qualifying for the senior division. Drivers with the lefty were ranked number one in the Briggs and Stratton Weekly Racing Series for junior and cadet divisions. Team Nitro Kart will be at all major events in 2021 with programs tailored to every driver's needs. Focused on driver development, the cadet program under Team NitroCart has helped develop some of today's stars, including Brent Cruz, Parker DeLong, Ben Mayer, and Spencer Conrad. Visit NitroCart online and find them on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Welcome back to our final segment here on this edition of the EKND Brief. I'm Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, who was trackside at the USPKS Heartland Grand Prix last weekend at Newcastle Motorsports Park. David, wrap it all up for us here.
1: Uh, again, second largest event in the nine year history of the series. Uh, it was certainly a big weekend, uh, you know, probably one of the biggest, uh, races we've seen at, uh, at least two cycle races we've seen at the uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park. Um, and it, you know, watching, I will say watching all 60 carts out there for the KA 100, uh, senior division, it made me think of the Robo Pong days. Uh, yeah. and I'm like, Hmm. Maybe we need to move the RoboPong to KA one hundred. Ooh, I like the sound of that. So uh, maybe if you know if schedules would would clear out a little bit, it it would work. But as of right now, I just I just don't see it happening anytime soon. But uh, certainly gives gives uh, gets the ideas flowing a little bit in the Food head. Food for thought. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Uh, again, nearly fourteen thousand dollars handed out on on a weekend to the X thirty Pro and X thirty Junior categories, plus the six sets of MG tires for the three drivers in each division finishing on the money podium. Uh, a little bit of a break now in the schedule for at least for USPKS, as we're not back on track until July for stop number three in Road America. So uh, certainly some time for people to uh, to regroup and uh, and and see where they are before the uh, the summer months hit us
0: all right david give us a rundown what chassis were able to find success at newcastle
1: well certainly cosmic uh had a lot of success on the weekend as we just talked about with augusta Tonlio getting two victories in micro ryan norberg a number of other drivers uh earning uh, victories on the cosmic brand six in total for the cosmic chassis Two on the Red Speed along with two on Tony Kart, so a total of 10 for the OTK brands. Wow. Uh, kart Republic picking up two victories on the weekend with Burrell Art and Bennick each earning one.
0: All right, let's move into the EK and Trackside Live race calendar, this time brought to you by Margay Racing. Are you interested in running a kart at one of the biggest karting events in 2021? Do you want to be part of the fastest growing series in the sport? Check out Margay Racing's spec Ignite class and their arrive-and-drive packages. Nothing matches the affordability and competitive level of the Ignite program. It's just one set of tires, national-level caliber drivers, where the best driver wins over the best equipment. Bring your safety gear, and Margay will take care of the rest. This year's remaining Ignite majors include the Grand Prix of Quincy uh, in June and the WK Manufacturers Cup at Newcastle in September. And there are five Ignite Challenge Series running around the country this season. For more information, please visit IgniteKarting.com today. Get off the couch and into a race seat in 2021. All right, David, EK and Trackside Live race calendar. We kind of give a little uh, preview of where we're going to be going over the next little while. You mentioned a break in the action because really we only have two races uh, into May and through to the start of July. Nothing in June. May 21, 22, 23, just a couple of weeks away. You and I back together again. The Supercars USA Pro Tour heading back to New, uh, back to the Utah Motorsports Campus. The Spring Nationals in Grantsville, Utah. Uh, again, great numbers at the Winter Nats. And you'll be back on the Pro Tour having missed the race there at NOLA. Looking forward
1: to getting back to Utah. Reunited and it oh, yeah. feels so good. Oh, Yeah. I wish I could sing more. That's it. That's all I got.
0: That's all you need. Bro. That's it. So yeah, so we're back to the spring. That's going to be a good trip to, uh, to Utah. And you mentioned David, after that little break, right? Almost uh, six weeks until you head up to, uh, the Badger state Grand Prix for the USPKS at C-Tech manufacturing motorplex in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. I've got to say, I'm a little jealous. I'd like to be at that race.
1: Oh man. I, I love going there. Um, you know, I, Going last year Labor Day weekend, kind of refresh that. Oh man, this is a great racetrack. Uh, it's
0: a great racetrack. It's yeah.
1: you know I you got to go there in the early years of it uh, with I think the stars of karting.
0: Yeah, Graham Rahal was a winner.
1: So uh, now you know I did I did a couple Manufacture cup races there. I didn't quite uh, I think I think maybe because half my brain was on the road racing side of things. That's right. That's right. I didn't really appreciate the sprint side of of the uh, of the facility. So. Uh, but being there, yeah, it, that racetrack is certainly uh, amazing to, to be part of. Certainly not flat. Uh, either you're going up the hill or you're going down the hill. Uh, and the grip level is certainly different from anywhere you've ever raced at. So uh, it should be a good weekend. And again, we'll, we'll probably get numbers above the, uh, the 200 mark uh, being you know the first big race in the summer months. Uh, with uh, the early July date, so after everybody gets to celebrate the Fourth of July, everybody gets packed up and heads up to uh, to the Badger, to the Badger State, and uh, Seepkins and all That's that it. stuff at Road America.
0: Everything, yeah. If you're if you're a USPKS racer, don't miss this one. Dave was talking about 200. There was 270 at uh, at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Stick with it. Keep on the momentum. See if you can top 250 at Tech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America. Just an, an, an amazing place to go. Great area, great trip. And, and we hope everybody enjoys themselves there. Again, that'll be part of the EKN Trackside Live program presented by Cooper Tires. And we are done for this edition of the Debrief. David Cole giving us a deep dive into the last event of the US PKS series at Newcastle. And again, lots more to come here on the EKN Radio. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.